Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. Let's get into the word of God. We are continuing on our theme for the term, which is grace and truth. Amen. Grace and truth. We, we declare this is the Jesus year. Amen. And the Bible says when he came, um, he was full of grace and truth. Amen. Grace and truth. And we have been um, exploring this subject or topic of grace from all aspects. Amen. And I do believe that uh, we are blessed by it and we are just going to walk in the fullness of, re- of this revelation um, and God will definitely bless us. Amen. Um, uh, we started, I know, last week um, and, and let's uh, put our hands together for, uh, who was preaching last week? Pastor Hope. <laughs> Pastor Hope was preaching last week. Amen. I've lost track. Amen. Um, and, and, and shared a powerful word on, on walking grace. Amen. And I know in Delmas, the, uh, Pastor Tulani was also talking about a favor, I think. If I doubt. Positioned for favor. Was it? Intangible in a favor. <laughs> Why am I thinking of a different, yeah. Positioned for favor, yes. Uh, and then, no more fundisi, le hilkres na uzamazami le shem. Amen. But we are uh, going to be talking um, uh, on the subject uh, giving grace or the grace of generosity. I hope that uh, some of us, we did manage to listen to the podcast from Hillcrest because I sort of started there. Amen. Um, and we'll do a quick recap and then continue um, uh, on this on this um, um, subject. And 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 let me maybe start off uh, on this disclaimer. Uh, probably you have had a, a teaching or a preaching before on the message of giving or generosity. Amen. And maybe it did not sit well with you. I'm just um, asking you to to borrow me your ear. Because this time around it is going to be different. That much I going to I I I can promise you. That much I can promise. If previously you heard about this thing, especially at church, and it did not sit well with you, just open your heart. Don't don't switch off because uh, you know that thing has just caused a stay these days in the body of Christ. Or maybe uh, you've experienced. A, you've had a not so good experience with church and finances and all of that. Um, uh, I can promise you that this time around is going to be different. Even if it did not work for you before, this time around, I promise you, it is definitely going to yield um, results if you can just open up your heart. Amen. Um, and just allow God to speak to you. Let's go to the book of Second Corinthians chapter number 8. And I'm going to read in the New International Version, the NIV as they call it. Amen. But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, because all of us, we want to excel in life, right? And whenever we are talking about excellence, we, we, we put emphasis on things that will make us look good, things that will benefit us. But Paul, upon recognizing our zeal and our desire for excellence in other areas of our lives, he comes and he puts emphasis. He says, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Now, we, 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 we've been saying that uh, grace qualifies us for things that we do not qualify us for, for things that we don't qualify for, right? And I, I want us to understand that uh, as we have explored already that there are different kinds of graces. So 
when it comes to the areas of, as you are going to see in a moment, you know, blessing, favor, success, and all of that, there's what we call the grace of giving. Are we here? Amen. The grace of giving or the grace of generosity. Now, a quick recap from last week. We established, first of all, that true righteousness, which is of God, righteousness that we receive from God, uh, through our faith in Jesus Christ, not our own uh, uh, selfish righteousness or uh, uh, the, the one that we try to generate from our own efforts. But I'm talking about righteousness that comes from God, that, that impacts and affects and changes our lives, will always lead us to become generous people. Amen? Uh, uh, in other words, you cannot be righteous, true righteous, a truly righteous person and not be a generous person. To be generous is to be a, a person who shows a readiness uh, to give more of something than it is strictly necessary or expected. So you, when you're a generous person, in other words, you are always ready to do more. Yeah. Uh, Jesus puts it this way, when somebody expects you to walk a mile with them, walk two, yeah. right? Uh, uh, to be a generous person is to show kindness towards others. So in other words... It must not just be limited to what we are giving away, but it should be seen from a perspective of showing kindness. That whenever you are showing generosity, you are actually exercising kindness. Uh, there's a thought that was coming from this side, so I, I need to put it on hold so that I can say it at the right time. You cannot be a righteous person and be a miser at the same time. A miser, I'm sure you know the scripture that says, as a man thinks, so he is. It was actually referring to a miser. A miser, a city, king army, ungoko. jiva in most cases, because they don't want to spend their money. Uh, and in most cases, once you train yourself to become a miser, you end up being a miser on yourself, on your family, on your children. Then, then you are a miser. That's why then the Bible says, do not eat the bread of a miser. Uh, because his heart is not with you. That's what the Bible says. It says, And then it says, as he thinks, so is he. You know, so sometimes because they give you something and their heart goes with whatever that they, they've given you. And they will not hesitate to remind you that they gave you something. As a matter of fact, being a miser in the Bible is equated to foolishness. Isaiah 32 verse 5, it says, The foolish person will no longer be called generous. So generosity goes hand in hand with wisdom. But a miser goes hand in hand with foolishness because there's absolutely no way in this life that you can depend on what you have. You will always need what someone else has. So if you choose to be a miser, in other words, you are also depriving yourself from receiving from someone else. Are we here? Listen to what the scripture says, Psalm 37. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous 
That's, that's me and you. The righteous shows mercy and does what? The righteous shows mercy and gives. The righteous shows mercy and gives. That's why we say righteousness leads to generosity. The New Living Translation, it says, but the godly are generous givers. Amen? Amen. They are always thinking about how can I be generous? How can I show kindness towards the next person? The, the, the book of Isaiah 32 verse 8, the New Living Translation, but generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. In other words, they will not move irrespective of the circumstances that they find themselves in. Amen. The easy English translation of Psalm 37 verse 21 says, But the righteous people are kind to others, and they give things freely. In other words, Message translation, the righteous gives and gives. The generous gets it all in the end, but the stingy is cut off at the pass. <laughs> Say to your neighbor and say, I am not wicked. Therefore, I am generous. Amen. So, in other words, when I choose to be a generous person, God will, will help you even with regards to the first sentence. I challenged uh, Abazalani Hillcrest last week. I said, let us believe God, all of us, to live a debt-free life. Because that first line really provoked me. It says, the wicked borrows and does not repay. So in other words, being unable to, to service our debts, it means, you know, it's wickedness. And I, and I said, God, you know, I, I don't, I'm not wicked. You said you, you have made me a righteous person, so help me uh, to live a debt-free life. As a believer, don't just, Believe God to go to heaven only. Believe God to experience heaven even from here. Amen. And trust God that, you know what, um, help me Lord to just live a debt free life. Because it's possible. Amen. And, and, and the Bible gives us a promise in the book of Deuteronomy. It says we shall be a lender and not a borrower. In other words, uzoboleka angegubolekwe. And that's where we are supposed to go as the children of God and trust God that, you know, we want to live that kind of a life. And, 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 and the reason why is that is because a, a, a borrowing mentality is a slavery mentality. The Bible says the borrower is a slave to the lender. Whoever borrows you money uh, becomes your master. So that's why all of us, we must break free. I always say to people, in most cases, we are not bad people as Christians. It's not that we don't want to give or whatever the case may be. Our problem is that we are in debt prisons. So whenever money is mentioned at church, we get angry. Because before we knew it, we were overcommitted to Ikweletu and Sakosh Onkulungulu, who wants us to be generous people. Why am I saying so? Look at yourself. You get happy if somebody gives you something. Like, wow. What a blessing. But when it's supposed to be you, Ah, then all of a sudden, you see. So may we pray and believe God. And, and that's why I'm saying this teaching is going to be different this time around because we must not look, look at it from a perspective of losing something. But in the process of it, the reason why God wants us to be generous, he wants to take us to the level of becoming lenders and not borrowers. 
to be the one who is always willing and ready to give to someone else. Amen. Because I'm sure you know, Agukomnandi Uguba you know you 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 can easily become wicked because Okay, all right, I'm talking from experience. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So by the way, the year of the Lord, which is the year of Jesus, it is the year of Jubilee. For those of you who don't know, because I'm sure you 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 are you are amazed by how what is this all about? <laughs> uh, Jubilee year was in the in the Jewish culture was uh, every fifty years there would be an announcement in the Jewish nation that everyone you must write off their debt in the jubilee in the ju in the in the jubilee year. Um, uh, and, and now, uh, you know, whatever, but we bambile as surety because you need to let them go and forgive them, which is a biblical principle that still applies that God is, is, is able to write off debts. God is able. So, so, so it's, this is an opportunity for us to say, God help us to press a reset button. I know I'm in debt. I know. I mishandled my finances. That's why I find myself in this situation. But I come with the heart of repentance. Help me. I don't want to be a, a wicked person. You know, Abanyebetu, we are left, right, and center. You know, and each time God wants to bless you, um, you know, or He blesses you eventually. Something that is supposed to be a blessing in our lives. So I, my prayer is that may we enter into a season of jubilee. That, that God will step in whether by providing for you. Be faithful and go and pay off those debts. Uh, but, but God, let me tell you this. God also is able to supernaturally cancel them. Where you are going to be pardoned. You know, umundu o osuge ane aboshi wene ne akumula musangati u president wetlo umuni bekfaila bosh angani akumbu bekfaila and then wangena kai one buti utole i presidential pardon. So he's quite a scorn of serving the sentence, but he was pardoned by the president who carries the power whether to keep. Uh, 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 that sentence or to just erase it. So God himself is able to do that, to pardon us and say, look, uh, I, I pardon you. I know you have not been uh, 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 you have not been faithful, you know, but I pardon you. Let's start from scratch uh, and, and, and let's, let's rebuild from where we are. Right? Uh, it begins with that repentance and acknowledging that, hey, I thought I knew what I was doing I thought I was calculating my moves, but unfortunately, um, it did not work out for my good. Amen. Now, what is biblical giving? What is generosity? What is to give? What is when the Bible talks about giving? Because I don't want us to take what we've heard. Everything that you have been taught before concerning giving, forget about it. Just erase it. And let's start on a clean slate. Amen. Because... Uh, I'm sure you know Nigella goes a two Sunday collection. Or Kulek, I'm not Niazaz. But what is, what, is, what is giving when God is talking about giving in the Bible? When, when the Bible says the righteous gives, what does that mean? Because I believe that if we have understanding, we will do it better. And we can benefit from it in a, in, a, in a better way. So I'm going to give us four definitions. I've said them before, but I want us to now be a bit slow and break them down. And, and two of them, I spoke about them, Hillcrest, for those of you who have listened to the message already. But because I said we are just doing a quick recap. Number one, giving is an act of generosity towards God. under the sun, know this. It doesn't matter who you are giving it to. It is towards God. You must always have God in mind. 
I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll justify it in the moment. It is an act of generosity towards God through his house and his people. So in other words, those are two main platforms that God has provided in order for us to exercise generosity towards him. Does that make sense? Right? We, of course, we cannot go to heaven directly with suitcases full of money or whatever and give it directly to God, right? So when we are saying we are being generous towards God, we don't mean, you know, he, he like literally gets it from us. However, through his house and through his people, that's how we show generosity towards um, God. And this act is referred to in the Bible as offering. I'm sure you've, you are familiar with that term. Uh, during the time, we are, we are calling that the time of offering. So in the Bible, it is re, uh, referred to, giving is referred to uh, offering. That's why it, it actually says we give an offering, right? We give an offering. Or it is sometimes referred to as sowing. We are going to deal with that probably next week. It is uchala. Uh, giving is also referred to as sowing, right? Yeah. Uh, th that's why the Bible then says in Psalm 136, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. So you, you can. In other words, it is biblically possible to give something to God. Yeah. But as I said, uh, it is through those two main platforms that I have mentioned. In 2 Corinthians 9, from verse number 5, it says, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go uh, to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity, not as a grudging obligation. So this is Paul talking to the church. He says, you know what? Let me encourage you to prepare your offering, your giving, uh, as you have prepared your hearts, right? Verse 6, but this I say, he who sows sparingly. This is the scripture that uh, Umama read earlier, right? So in other words, Paul was in the same breath talking about giving or generosity. He uses an example of sowing or of planting. But like I said, we'll deal more about that next week. And this act of generosity towards God through his house uh, and his people must be motivated by love. It must be motivated by love. Your giving must be directly connected to love. The Bible says in John chapter number 3 verse 16, what does it say? For God so loved the world that he did what? That he gave his only begotten son. So when he gave us Jesus, it was not because we are nice people. It was not because there's something right that we have done. But it was simply because he loves us. That's why the Bible says, while we were even still sinners, he demonstrated his love, Jesus, by laying down his life for us. So, so, so you, 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 your love for, uh, 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 for someone or something uh, should actually... Uh, translate into the act of generosity towards that person or thing that you claim you love. Amen? Amen. See why I'm saying because expression. It must not love is a verb more than it is a word. So at some point you have to do something for somebody you love. So if you don't want to take your wife on holiday, I'm questioning your love. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That, but that's why you must believe God for prosperity. Because utando totally full expression. Okay, that's a subject for another day. So you've got to believe God to, to empower you 
to answer for you in, in marriage. The, the Bible says money answers. So, so, all that I need to do is to take someone on a holiday. So, I said, isn't this just unpack my suitcase. It's time we come back from, from, uh, uh, um, from holiday at home. I mean, I'm, I'm on a plus. But not for long. I need to be praying and coming up with something. Amen. I'm delivering somebody in this place. Receive your deliverance. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Take your wife to KFC, man. If that's what you can afford, do something. Don't wait for when you can afford signature, you know. Start somewhere. Amen. It's, it's showing your love at that level. Amen. So, so, so there's, it is impossible to be generous towards somebody if you don't love them. Impossible. Not difficult. Impossible. It must be motivated by love. So, so that's why even when it comes to your friends... I was talking about borrowing and lending earlier. I'll, I'll, look, don't borrow anyone, anything, if you don't love them. Just in case they won't be able to pay you. I'm helping somebody. You see, one of the key principles of staying and enjoy your stay is to have a good relationship with money. You see, I Number one, I was not there. Two, I don't promote it. Three, because there are 99% chances that they might not pay it back. That's why I prefer giving than borrowing people money. If, I, I, if my love for you is not at the level where I won't be able to handle it if you don't pay me back. I value the relationship more. Can you imagine me as and filing Shumayel Sunday. Who sings the one in Luke Yakola Pestulu and Good Itzi? Nyalis reversed dot Uzong Patalan. You know? And now there must be certain topics that I must avoid because there's somebody I owe. And vice versa, can you imagine if I borrow you money and you don't pay me? And I preach this message. You'll be thinking I'm talking to you. So my said, I'm like, I don't understand. So, so listen, I'm helping somebody stand on love. And then. You, you will be free so that you, you don't mind. I mean, life goes on, man. It's money at the end of the day. Just in case they disappoint you. Because then when you are disappointed, only love will keep that relationship going. The reason why the bank will call you and not care whether you've lost a job or anything. They don't love you. They're in business. They borrowed you money out of a business principle. We give you 100,000 rents on such an, an interest. We don't care about the fact that you, 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 you've lost your job. Last, uh, why, why do they do that? They don't love you. They, they, them offering you. You see, when you say on the app these days, there's that thing that says your offers. Uh -huh. And you click and you see they are offering you 100,000 rands loan. It's not because they love you. They don't care 
about you. They care about what they are going to get from giving you that offer. So it's not really an offering. It's, not, it's a trap. It's not an offer. It's a trap. So that's why if you decide to use it, don't use it to buy rims or change the sound system in your car. Because by the time they come for their money, you will feel like telling them, They say, but no, no, no. You see? When they want that car, they will take it. When they borrowed you money to buy a car and you are not paying them, they will take it. They don't care about you. That you are now going to have to take taxes to work. They don't care. They don't love you. So even in the body of Christ, we need to do things for each other out of love. Out of love. Be sincere and genuine. When you are going to help a brother or a sister, a church, be, let it be out of love. Out of love. So that if, if they're trying to explain, you say, no man. And I'm not saying manipulate people and take advantage of them. That's not what I'm saying. But, but so that you don't reduce people to become beggars. There's nothing wicked and evil as turning someone into a beggar. Spare, spare that person the, the shame of coming to explain why they can't pay. When they try to start their sentence, just tell them, no man, don't worry. When you are sorted, you will sort me out. Why, why, what are you doing? You are protecting them from being... I'm, I'm telling you this. If you have a friend that you have to beg for them to do something for you, that person is not your friend. David puts it this way. I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, he's seed begging for bread. Because the word poverty simply means a beggar. You don't beg unless you, you are in desperate need of something. Have you ever had somebody and they can be able to meet that need but they want you to beg? That's wickedness. That's, that's wickedness. I mean, why do you have to, asking is one thing, but for me to beg, we So it should be motivated by love. Do it out of love. Do it out of love. Do it out of love. Do it out of... So that when you see a new speaker, man, sometimes if we can break it down and say how much the speaker is, you will realize that everything you've ever given So it is more. Because you will never know how much other people are giving. Do it out of love. I for Ukbuwa. Not for attention. Not for be treated in a certain way. Because we've given and without saying anything. So chill, relax. Just give. Because you love God. You love this church. You love your pastors. You know. Uh, just give. Amen. Because if, if, you, if you're not doing it out of love, you will want to attach your, your offering to everything. You, you see me change a car. You think it has something to do with your offering. 
You, you, you see me wearing new clothes, you will think it has something to do with your offering. Right? You, you see me with a new iPad or pulpit, you will think, maybe what's actually I'm Alexander with Fagis on. As if we wait for an offering to plan for, I mean, please, man, chill. Just, just come down, right? Number two, an offering is an expression of worship. I'm running out of time. It is an expression of worship, honor, and... Uh, yes. It is an expression of worship, honor, and gratitude towards God, right? Carried out by faith and sustained by His grace. So when we give, we are worshiping God. Giving is a very deeper thing than just helping somebody. The first time the word worship was ever mentioned in the Bible, it had nothing to do with singing. It had nothing to do with playing an instrument. Nothing to do with it. The first time the word worship was mentioned in the Bible, it was giving. A sacrifice for that matter. It was when Abraham took Isaac and he was going to offer him as a sacrifice to God. And he, he was going with his servants and he told them, wait here while, while me and the son are going uh, to, to worship. How was he going to worship? Through giving his son. Sacrificing his son to God. So when we give, we do it out of worship. It's worship. Giving is, is worship. It, it, it is worship. It, it reflects the attitude I have towards God. It is worship. Right? It is worship. And, and, and it is honor to, to, to the one I'm giving to. That's why I said when you give, it is an act of generosity towards God. You are not doing it for men. You are doing it for God. You are not doing it for the church. You are doing it for God. It's an act of worship. It's beyond the one you are giving to. Right? That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, honor the Lord with your substance. What does that mean? When I give, I'm not donating. Giving is not a donation. Because a donation is condescending. Yes. Donation says, I have, but the church does not have. I have, but God does not have. In other words, God needs me. So I, 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 I give from a position of advantage. I am up there and God is down there. But, but an offering is a gift of honor. That's why it is, it is worship, honor, and gratitude. In other words, I am doing it to say, God, thank you for being a good God. Amen. Thank you for being who you are in my life. It, it comes from that place of respect. And, 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 and I, I do it fearing God and trembling honor. You know, I don't... God is sitting in heaven thinking, what do you, I mean, when, how are you going to, how are you going to feel as a human being? So sometimes our attitude when we come, God is wondering. Uh, I, I remember, have I ever told you this funny story of another uh, uh, gentleman who came, he meant well, Shane, for the first time at Delmas uh, a church and and he was going to give an offering one day and he, he had an envelope and we were just dancing during give offering time. And so he comes and then he's holding an envelope and then he just was waiting for me to look at him. And then when I looked at him and when our eyes, and then he waved the envelope like this and then he gave it. I was like, I was like, that, that is weird. Like, why, why would you do that? I felt like after service calling him and say, dude, you're not doing it for me. You are not doing it to me. You should be waving it before God, not before me. 
Hey, you know, God, as a matter of fact, even that envelope, God knows how much is in it. He knows whether it is the true tithe or not. So waving it to me is a waste. It's a waste of time. Do it humbly, with gratitude, with thanksgiving, and say, God, I am doing this out of worship and honor to you because you are my God. And it should be done by faith. I should be doing it believing God. That it is God who has commanded me to do it. It is by faith. I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing it out by obligation. It is out of revelation of understanding what is it that I am doing when I am doing it. It makes it less complicated. When I'm doing it from that place, it, I have to have faith for it. How can I have faith for it? By just hearing from God more and more ab about it. So that the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So if I avoid scriptures on giving and offering, and the reason why we sometimes have somebody who comes to share a word before we give, we are trying to feed your faith. So that by the time you move from your chair, at least you are responding to the word that was shared and you are doing it by faith. The Bible says anything that we do which is not of faith, it is sin. Because we are going to be pretending. So it's important that as I'm talking about, go find more teachings on giving. So that you can do it from a place of faith. Take note, and it is sustained by grace. That's why Paul talks about the grace of giving. Because giving is tiring. If you are going to do it from your flesh, you are going to get tired. If you are going to depend on your own understanding and you, you are going... Listen, when you are a generous people, naturally needs are attracted to you. Yes. You will give yesterday to somebody, somebody tomorrow will come and ask for help. And if you are doing it from flesh, you are going to be tired. You are going to be talking to yourself indirectly to God to say, but how can you send this person to come and ask for help from me today? I've just helped somebody else yesterday. See, but if you lack, but if you have grace, God says, my grace is sufficient. And, and what does it mean? Even if I don't have, I will still find a way to help. Why? Because the grace of God enables me to want to be generous. In other words, if I see needs, I don't look at my pocket. I just position my heart to want to give. That's why the Bible says he gives bread to the eater, but seed to the sower. So the grace of God drives me to say, if only I had resources, I was going to help you. So, so don't, don't, don't do it out of, I, because I can. You'll be tired. Listen, even here at church, you'll see it in just a moment. Even here at church, we give all the time for this and that and tithe and offering and whatever. And if it's not sustained by the grace of God, you will feel like you've given enough. Yeah, it's like, They've done everything. It's like, don't bother me with anything else. Or if they've just given a significant offering, it's like, don't bother me with anything else, including that tithe. Why? Because they feel like, I've done enough. So, next month. At least. But, but, but the grace of God, because here's, here's, here's what the grace does. The grace of God enables you to do or to fulfill a biblical requirement without your own strength. The Bible puts it this way. It is He who acts in you both to will and to desire according to Amen Bazalwan. It is Him who is going to work in you to make you want to do this. Even if you don't want to do it. It's like you, you can, all of us, we can have every reason not to give. But then the grace, listen, for me to be a generous person, giving all the time, it can only be by the grace of God. Amen. And the more you give, is the more it's like, it's almost like God says, I'm tall, it's almost like, you're asking yourself, hey, Jesus, 
Listen, Barcelona. <laughs> you, you don't have to do it because you have. You just give God your heart. And you say, God, I'm here. And let me tell you, God, like I, I was, I was, I can't even remember where I was sharing this. And I was saying, here at Builders Church, we started a long time ago. I would go to a place to preach. Right? And I would be there, not being aware of the needs we have as a church. And I would see a need. I would say, God, my faith is at a better place now to believe you for you to answer our prayers. But this church, their faith is still not there. Let me rather take what we have and give it to them. I mean, we'll go, Umamfundis knows, unannounced, I'll be just here and say, we'll pay rent for you for the next three months. Not because we have. Not because we have. I'm just allowing the grace of God to kick in. I'm just saying to God, God, I'm willing. Just, just help. I mean, we will go to places. We will give tirelessly. It's like sometimes, you know, it's it's like God looks for a heart. I just need somebody that I can channel resources through. A friend of mine, they were dedicating a church. He was trying to, in the midst of the budget, uh, to try and do everything. They were looking for, desperately looking for a projector. And, and I was talking to him, so, the price, da, da, da. And then, until the Lord said, but you have an extra projector here at church. And like, I don't understand why, how many times must he tell you that projector is, is expensive. Like, okay. I phoned him the next day. I was like, my friend, come pick up the projector. Picked it up. And unfortunately, I had made a pledge of 10,000 rands towards the, 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 the building dedication before I gave the projector. I could have easily said, the projector is worth more than 10,000 rands. The projector is worth more than 10,000 rands. But before I could even reason with, and God said, no, uh, that you said it in front of the church. You have to honor it. My heart was so keen when I was transferring that 10,000. My heart was sore. Because I, we needed it more here at church. It was when we, we were just transitioning to come. We needed it more. We needed it, but I gave anyway. It was so sad. It was so sad. And many other opportunities where we would give. Why am I mentioning this? I'm saying it to say, when, when you say, God, I'm willing, God gives you the grace. So that even when it does not make sense, that's why the Bible says, do not be weary. In well-doing. Why, why is God saying that? In other words, he says, it doesn't matter whether you are doing well. You will be tired. And what, what will carry me is the grace of God. It will be the grace of God. It will be the grace. Man, my spiritual father would, taught me this principle from a long time ago. To say, just, just be willing to give all the time. Where you are, just be willing to give. I mean, sometimes it will embarrass me. I would have invited him you know, and, and we'll prepare an offering for him and he will come and give more than the offering we've prepared for him. And be like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes he will come and we'll give him an offering and he will say to me, hey, my boy, you're dangerous. What do you want from God this time around? I'm like, no, we're just giving, we're sowing. We don't know what we want. We're just sowing. We'll talk about that principle next. That's why the Bible says, Cast your bread upon the waters. It, it, it says do it in the morning, do it in the evening. You don't know which one will work. All, all that we are doing is to say, Lord, I don't want to be tired of practicing this principle because I know it has rewards. And I don't want to change my mind about it. Amen. Yeah, I, I can't remember how many times I've emptied my bank accounts. I, I, even the bank account of this church, empty it and give <laughs> why why 
because listen the 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 third definition says it is giving look it is a biblical response preceded by an acknowledgement that God is the source of all good things the Bible says every good and perfect gift is from above right and and first Timothy 6 verse 6, 17 says we must not trust in in our riches and whatever and then it says but we must trust in God who gives us richly all things to enjoy and everything that everything that we have is from God sometimes because That's why I go be young, mama. Ugnigela ngendo eyokrina onayo. It's because utabanguti yako. Kosingani. And when you look at it that way, better that will be it. Uzoi, uzoi. Ask yourself this one thing: Why would God send a prophet to a widow? Osere nomtoana, who is left with the last meal? Why would, out of all things that the prophet could have asked, the prophet asked, what do you have in the house? And this woman says, all that I have is enough to make one meal just so that me and my son can eat and die. Why would God go after that last thing that is left? Why? Because he's simply trying to say, don't hold on to it as if it's yours too, as if it's the only thing left that I have for you the prophet said okay make something out of what is left let me eat in other words make room for God to show you that even the little that is left let me make another example here's this young man who is rich is wealthy he comes to Jesus says I've done everything that you know the Bible or the law requires me to do you know what else can I do for me to qualify for heaven the Bible says Jesus knowing him and his heart he says take everything that you have sell it give it to the poor it was like this is my wealth this is my hard work and you are saying I must just give it away the Bible says he walked back sorrowful in his heart because he had many th- I mean he thought yonke lendai seven and God was simply trying to say, no, you are just a steward over everything that I've given you. And, and when I need it, it, it has to be available. Let me make a practical example. Practical. We were praying and believing God for a financial breakthrough. Can you imagine what would have happened if God came to Pastor Mike and said, uh, give Builders Church this amount of... By the way, he prepared $500,000, and you know? But under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he changed it on the stage. It became a million dollars, right? Can you imagine what would have happened if he said no? No, not, not after we've saved so much. We have so many things to do. Can you imagine what would have happened? But his mentality is everything I have is not mine. When God needs it, I have to release it. So all of us, when we can have that attitude to say, as a matter of fact, when we are giving, we are not taking what belongs to us uh, and give it to God. No. It it belongs to him. Your car that you are paying for, it's not yours. It's like, oh, this is, you are going too far. The house you have, it ain't yours. Wagawa is an estina on a lamp cabin. Maud, you know, Fundis is tangile estina. Okay, law or stangaway, Ugawa is an astra I know Okay, I'm sure about it. I mix it out. It's still not a problem. I'm going to go to the Okay, I'm going to go to the 
iphepha lakhona libuyaphi mhlambe so okay ingqondo yokucabanga le idea yokwenzisitina yona ibuyaphi that's why job when he lost everything he said naked i came in other words i have no right to complain about anything i've lost because i did not bring anything with me anyway yonke intengnayo ngiyitholela can you imagine how liberated we can be when we can think from that perspective if we can just be generous people and stop calculating and just be generous people are we here at least i'm not talking about something that we don't practice even from a church point of view amen i can count things why because these resources like a couple of weeks ago uh, there's another bishop opposite Delmas they broke into his church took his sound took his sound system and, and when i heard that happened i mean i love many of you and we at Delmas Nemas Bible Dwarf when i heard i love him with every fiber of my being that that man prays for us he would come to church bless us and whatever and when i heard that they broke into his church took his sound system i did not hesitate the sound that we found here that we we were storing called him i said that day yes yes the sound use it why it's not ours god knew that someone was going to need it it was in that room not it was going to be very selfish of us to say i sifuna sp is person zan just j just in case is because yasha no mar mar mus before we came here besinga nayo sp why can't we do the same why can't we inconvenience ourselves for the benefit of someone else and last week he came to me at church he said ona gitletsong lebowa modimo o hlona lo fatsi modimo a le blesse gore Listen, money cannot buy that. That a man of God who is senior, who is a father, he can just come unannounced just to pronounce a blessing. Just to pronounce a blessing. He said, Muna, your enemies must must not dare touch anything and oh jesus christ money cannot buy that money cannot buy that money cannot buy that money cannot buy that just to hear someone say that listen when god blessed adam and eve in the garden of eden he did not give them anything the bible says and he blessed them and he said be fruitful and multiply sometimes that's all that we need just to just for somebody who is anointed somebody who has a mantle to speak a blessing over your life that's all it takes and sometimes people think it's a, it's a mistake or intanta or it's coincidence people don't understand and sometimes we need to come and and have that mindset of saying god use me use me use me to be a blessing to someone else let me close with with this scripture verse 11 says yours o lord is the greatness the power and the glory the victory the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours yours is the kingdom o lord and you are exalted as head over all verse 12 both riches and honor come from you both riches and honor come from you both riches and honor comes from you let me put it this way let me put it this way if you can look at your money as coming from god god will cause you to experience money that is in someone else's hands that it is also his okay 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 you did not you did not get it you did not you did not get it ne if you can start by just accepting that the money that is in my hands is not mine god will prove it to you by showing you that even the money that is in someone else's hands is his 
because once I hold on to this one I'm limiting what God can do with someone else's money yes 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 sometimes we just need to let go and relax and stop being afraid to think that what you have is everything and anything that God can do for you there's more in God after we received the blessing mommy my head was working and I was calculating thinking we must be careful about this we must be and God said dude relax that's not all I can do Don't limit, I know, I know it's big, but don't limit me into that. I'm way beyond. Silver and gold belongs to me. The cattle in the thousand hills belongs to me. That's why he says, if I was hungry, I'm not going to ask you. And it says, you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people? Listen, that we should be able to offer so willingly as this. For all things come from you. And of you. And of your own. And of your own. We have given you. Of your own. We have given you. Of your own, we have given you. Of your own, we have given you. So giving is not really giving, it is returning. Giving is not, it is returning what already belongs to God. That's why in the book of Malachi, he says to them, return, return to me. He says, they say, but how shall we return? He says, yeah, by bringing all the tithes and offerings. Oh my goodness. So God was simply saying, if we take from him and we don't return, he takes it personal. He takes it personal because we are stealing. That's why he says, you have robbed me, he says. In other words, you have taken from me and never returned and never acknowledged that it belongs to me by not let us, let us walk out of this place free from our cell phone free from our iPad free and say Lord I'm not going to hold on to anything because it belongs to you anyway what a heart of humility David had he said because anyway it belongs to you. Verse 15, he says, For we are the aliens and pilgrims before you, as we as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are a shadow and without hope. Then he says, Oh Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build a house for your holy name is from your hand. And it is all your own. It is all your own. In other words, I can give the biggest building fund. I was giving you what belongs to you anyway. I don't deserve even to be recognized. All it is all, it's yours. It's yours. Look at the confidence of Jesus. He he walks around. I think it was in Jerusalem. He says, "Go, you will find an unused cult. Untie it and bring it here." When the owner asks. Tell them that the Lord is in need of it. In other words, that's, that's all. The Lord, the one who rules over everything. The one who owns everything, including that donkey. Let us stand on our feet. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. That everything that we have belongs to you. Thank you that... You are not doing this so that you can take away from us. It is because you want us to experience more, to experience abundance, overflow. And Father, in this room, we thank you that your word shall be fulfilled. That you said, give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So shall men give to your bosom. Father, we, we are not giving to a God who cannot see, who cannot hear, who is not moved. 
by our needs, situations and circumstances, but we are given to a God who is alive. The God who is able to respond. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above we can ever ask or think. Today we choose to lay down our fears. When it comes to you, we are not going to be afraid. As if there's something we are going to lose. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. That this grace of giving will abound. And we will excel in it. We shall not be afraid. We shall not be afraid. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. And the people said, Amen and Amen. Hi there. This is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you.